Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Spoiler Warning Podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, at least one film uh, from the 2022 Sundance Film Festival, and that is the latest film from Cooper Rafe. It is called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is usually a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we usually dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. This week, you know, we're not doing the same thing we did last year, where we just go all out and just watch a million things. Um, But we did have to see the latest film from Cooper Rafe. Um, We were both big fans of uh, Shithouse which is uh, an amazing film that is the worst film to possibly Google slash search for in any uh, streaming platform or rental service. Um, yep. And we saw that he was going to have a movie, had to see it, and we're bringing you a review of that. We also do have tickets to the awards uh, films that are going to be this weekend, so I'm sure we'll have some more reviews that might come out um, for you later, depending on whether or not we get into anything that we wanted to see. Um, but uh, But yeah. How have you enjoyed the festival so far, Stephen? <laughs> uh, so far, I have... Um, I don't want to say I have not enjoyed it very much, because that will sound like I have had an unenjoyable time. Uh, the quantity of time I've spent enjoying has been very small. Uh, yep. So we we got day passes uh, for yesterday, uh, which will just date how long it takes to edit and release this episode. Um, <laughs> well, we and the day pass- yesterday doesn't mean anything, because we haven't said what the date is. Right. Well, well, yesterday was a day that Cha Cha Real Smooth was available. Um, and so technically the tickets we got allowed for four movies and potentially based on the app, seems like we could have seen more. Uh, yeah. I only watched two things. I kind of decided in the middle of a work week, I just can't, I can't live that life where I'm, you know, watching multiple movies in the evening. Um, so even now for the weekend, I'm kind of bracing myself. I think I'm still a little shell-shocked from uh, from Sundance last year yeah. um, but I'm enjoying it so far I mean I, I think the website is pretty easy it does surprise me there are things that take like multiple clicks on two different screens that feel like they should just be done in one click like that the UI surprised me a little bit but overall they're at least like they're very clear about when a thing will be available how long you'll have to watch it um, they lay out the how to fest thing pretty reasonably well. So I think yeah. compared to other festivals we've done, I, I feel like Sundance knows how to put together a good digital digital show. Yeah, I, I think that now that we're in, we had you know this film reserved, we were ready to watch it. The experience of watching the film I had happily reserved was, was great. Um, I'm using the Apple mm-hmm. TV app. You know, you just pop it open, all your stuff's there, you click it, you go, everything works smoothly Same. and perfectly. I was not excited for the way they described how the ticketing works. I was actually extremely annoyed and pissed off. And it turns out that maybe that was unfounded. <laughs> maybe the wording made it seem like you could only watch four things for a day mm-hmm. pass, which is priced in a way that seems like you should be able to at least see five things. Um, so yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to what happens this weekend once they announce the awards uh, winners and we know how many things we can actually watch. I'll be very, very curious to see how that all plays out. Um, but now, if, if you can, will you watch more than eight things this weekend? So I don't know. I, I mean, like if I if if the awards were already announced and I was just waiting for the, the reservations to go on on sale, uh, I would be able to determine that. But I can't like I 
I don't know that I will make time for a documentary if, you know, that's an award-winning thing. Like, I, like there, there's, there's just certain things that I'm going to pr- pr- you know, prioritize what sounds the most interesting or seems like something we would want to do a review collectively together on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not necessarily, like, unless it's a bunch of things where I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to see this. I don't know that I am going to put in the effort to, like, spend 48 hours watching films. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to call it right now. I am not going to <laughs> spend 48 hours watching films. I mean, I'm definitely not going to spend that, but I, but I mean, the difference between like even just watching the four we can theoretically reserve each day is going to be a lot. Um, right. The real question just becomes like, once it's reserved, do I first thing in the morning try to watch something we didn't reserve just to see if you get into it and then try to fit in the other things? Or I, I don't know. It's all it's all speculation. It's all stuff nobody cares about if they're not <laughs> if they're not <laughs> watching the festival. Um, but yeah. Time, time can only tell, Stephen. Yep. Cool. Uh, well, uh, this film literally <laughs> premiered. I guess for us, it wasn't premiere. It was the second uh, screening yeah. of it. So this film premiered a few days ago. Um, so there's no trailer for it. <laughs> we don't know if it's, if it's going to or has been picked up. We don't know what's up. We just know that we want to talk about it. Um, so what do you say, Stephen? We get ready to uh, watch this film. Let's get this bar mitzvah started. <laughs> All right. So Cha-Cha Real Smooth is the story of a, a young man. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's finished his, you know, four years of college and he's sort of just, you know, aimlessly trying to figure out what he's going to do. And, uh, you know, he encounters a, a woman um, and meets her family and sort of as he moves in becoming this party guy for this bar mitzvah scene. Um, it's sort of about how his interactions with his family shape his uh, goals to continue being aimless or not and, and, and what he wants to do with his future, I guess. Um, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Cha-Cha Real Smooth? Um, I really, really liked Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I won't say I full-on loved it. Like, Shithouse was a movie that I fell in love with i think it was my number three movie of the year on on the podcast so that was that was one of those like made me cry big time type of movies and that and that's because largely of the time of life that it's set you know that was a movie about kid who's just getting to college trying to figure out who he is apart from his family who he is supposed to be now that he's alone for the first time and there's just there's a lot of emotion um in that 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 really got to me uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, it it took me maybe the first 25 minutes to really get into Cooper Rafe's wavelength. And that is because the dude is very, very, very sincere, very earnest all the time. Like big eyes staring people like directly in the eye, asking direct questions in a way that it was true in Shithouse too. But in Shithouse, it's like, it comes with the territory, you know, it's, it's kind of like the vibe of a wide eyed deer in the headlights, you know, kid who doesn't know who he is yet. Whereas now the character of Andrew has lived a bit. He's post-grad. So he's still in that, you know, that time of life when you don't know what to do yet, but he is socialized. He's had girlfriends. He knows how to party. He knows how to hang. He is no longer like a blank slate anymore, but still there was that like, 
incredible earnestness that it, it takes a minute until you realize like this is who Cooper Rafe is deep down. Like this is just his vibe. Um, and once I clicked on that wavelength, I found this movie really, really, really heartfelt. I mean, it, it just has so many things to recommend it. Uh, the character of Andrew, the way he relates to, you know, uh, 13 year olds as this party starter is incredibly charming. You know, yeah. he's just this like effortlessly fun person who meets them at their level. You know, he just asks them direct questions. He plays with them. He laughs with them. He doesn't condescend. And I think the movie does a really clever job of broadening that. Um, I don't know how much in spoilery or non-spoilery conversation we want to, we want to get here. Um, let's, in let's terms of light. like other people that he meets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you you can talk about sort of who he encounters, okay. like Dakota yeah, yeah. Johnson. I, I assume is what you're. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so he meets uh, at one of these parties a young mother uh, played by Dakota Johnson, who is really starting to like, have a monopoly on the young mother um, game. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> um, and her daughter Lola, who's on the autism spectrum, and there's something. It's kind of a like a high wire act where making an incredibly earnest heartfelt movie about a guy who everyone loves, who forms a relationship with like a person on the autism spectrum, it, that could go so badly, you know, if it becomes yeah. condescending, if it becomes too cute or too proud of itself, but he just, he, he nails it. I, I was trying to figure out what it is that Cooper Rafe reminds me of. And I think it's a, with Shithouse, I thought it was Zach Braff. I thought it was, like, the guy who comes out and just has this, like, hard-on-your-sleeve, sentimental way of viewing the world and has music cues that go in the right spot and, like, knows how to hit you in your feels. But now it's... I, I think he is more specific and unusual than that. Like, in a way where when you get into the world of his movies, you are you are agreeing on a way of people communicating with each other that is, it feels naturalistic, but it is also unlike any way anyone I've ever met actually talks. <laughs> um, and I think there was just something that I found incredibly moving about that. There's a kind of, there's a wisdom that his character has in things that he learns toward the end that when I remember a 24 year old directed the movie, it's kind of mind blowing how, how big a picture he has on yeah. adulthood and young adulthood and how, how much he doesn't know yet. It, I don't know. I, I thought it was an incredibly charming, sweet movie. Didn't quite hit the make me cry heights that shithouse did, but I was very glad for watching it. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this film. Um, you know, as you said, I had a little bit of like, twinge of like uh oh how is this going to handle this subject matter at the beginning of it but i think i quickly got over that because as you said like cooper rafe is just he's so he's so earnest and endearing and just that that character like this is a spiritual successor to shithouse but it feels like it literally could be a direct sequel like mm -hmm. this character has literally aged that like shithouse is his first year of college and then this film is the same writer director actor having just graduated from college and i think as you said like he 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 seems to be way wiser than he should be if this film was written by a 45 year old guy i would hate 
the like the the things that this character says but like when i watch it and realize that like cooper rafe is like two years older than the character he is writing so it's like that emotional intelligence is something that is just inside him for real like he it's like thinking of of watching this character just the way he handles himself in the world and the way he understands these really complex dynamics between him and dakota johnson and 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 you know, his little brother and his mother and his mother's new partner, like all, all these different relationships he has. He is, this isn't a film that was just about a guy who like misses his girlfriend or who went abroad and, and he's trying to figure out his life. This is a extremely complex story where there are like 50 different relationships that are all nested together and all have their own full entire arcs. Like this is not a film that uh, feels lazy in the way where it's like this is the story i really want to tell and everybody else is just a background character like every character gets a moment to shine and just like shithouse he really focuses on family and what it means to belong inside a family unit how that family is changed by outsiders coming in and things like that like it's i'm just completely impressed by the way he weaves together the relationships in the films that he makes and watching this one i just like he charmed the pants on, on me. I think this is like the best I've seen Dakota Johnson in a while. Like mm. it, like it, I, every, everything about really this great film. In the movie. Yeah, like everything about this film is firing on all cylinders and is just a really warm, joyous, heartfelt film. And, and like I said, the emotional intelligence on display is so good. <laughs> like I wish I could have been that emotionally intelligent when I was that young. Um, and it's like lessons that I'm still learning now as a, you know, nearly 40 year old person <laughs> is, is still stuff that like he has mastered at this young age of like 24 ish or whatever he is in real life. And it's just, it's, it, it's incredibly impressive. I think for me, there are only like two little nitpicks I have. Um, one mm-hmm. is a specific scene uh, that takes place in, uh, I'm just going to say in jogging clothes while looking at a cell phone. Um, mm-hmm. His reaction to something he sees on his cell phone, to me, I was like, given the context of the last two things you just did, that makes zero sense that you would <laughs> have that right. feeling there. Like, but, but, but also, he's 22, so maybe he would have that feeling there. But it's that yeah. kind of run me wrong. And they... They introduce, uh, or I should say, he introduces a a sloppiness to the character later on when he sorts to sort of gets into the party starting business. Um, yeah. That I felt like it felt tacked on to me in a way that like it, it seemed like it wanted to play in the like oh no like he can't drink and do a job at the same time and like that was sort of the weakest part of this film sort of and the territory it entered yeah. into, but it was never important to the story and like where the ultimate payoff of of any events that come out of any uh tussling <laughs> that might happen in a location we're just like mm, beautiful beautiful way to, to pay off this sort of like build of tension so yeah I, I i agree with both of your nitpicks i think for the latter one you know he definitely tries to have a story of like the guy who can't quite get his life together and he has some heightened examples of why that would happen that seem like incongruous with just how affable and totally easy to win over a room he is like it it seems like a guy who can read the room that well is also not going to make some of the mistakes that he makes in this movie yeah but like that was fine to me i would also say that it has uh 
too many endings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like, I, I think he really just indulges in a few. And I love, don't get me wrong, I love the note this movie ends on. Uh, yeah. I won't spoil it, but I, in both of these movies, he is not afraid to be 100% sincerely in love with his family and, like, showing that that is a real thing that, you know, yeah. a 20 something year old can feel. He's not too cool for it. He's not too cool for anything. That's kind of the, yeah, the yeah. beauty of a movie like this. But I do think <laughs> in the both the positive and negative sense of the word. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, mo the movie, um, it, there's like a 20 minute period where it's kind of just like ending, 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 ending. And I'm, I don't think I think he kind of indulges a little bit more than he needs to just to get all the life lessons out that he possibly can. <laughs> um, but the lessons that he learns, I think, are are really good. You know, sorry, you're pointing. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I was just going to ask you a semi-leading question. Um, mm -hmm. If we weren't both trying to fit these screenings in before the workday started, would you have been a, like, like, was part of the back of your brain going like, oh, I got a meeting in like seven minutes? <laughs> When is this film going to end? Like, <laughs> So I watched this one after work uh, oh, okay, because I watched it with Joanna. So no, oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I think I felt, though Joanna did have a class starting five minutes after the movie ended. So maybe <laughs> on her behalf, I felt that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, like the, the things he learns, I think one message of the movie that probably isn't too spoilery to say is he kind of examines this idea of what does it mean to f follow your heart versus what does it mean to settle? And he strikes an interesting balance that doesn't, um, it, it doesn't like overly romanticize the options that you have in your life, but it also isn't cynical at all. It's very much about life is complicated and there are many different things that might matter to an adult and no one should judge what it is that that like what combination of things make up a life that a person decides is worth living. Yeah. And I, I just think that is, um, that is so different from what anyone his age I would expect to say when they are making a movie <laughs> where you would think they would look at older people and be critical. You know, they would, they would be like, look, you, uh, you settled, you forgot what it means to feel passion and fire. You forgot blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't really do that. He kind of is just a, uh, like an open wound that feels everything that everyone is feeling yeah. and then just draws conclusions based on them. And I think that's, uh, I, I think that's really charming. I also think the, the character of Lola, I thought, I, again, this is the kind of thing that they could butcher so badly if they condescended to her or if they made the movie be, like treating this as some kind of tragedy or like just a difficult situation. But instead they give her this really full life and they let her be like entirely herself. And it asks us to just take her on the level we would of anyone else who has like fears and things that excite them. And yeah. I, I don't know, there's a, there's like a bravery. The movie is just so confident in how it approaches its characters. It's like, it isn't, it isn't afraid that it is going to fuck up. Like it knows that if it is honestly connecting us with the character, we are going to feel what it wants us to feel. And I think that's just very like refreshing. Yeah. And I, and I like too, that the, the first time we're introduced to the character, his character does fuck up, but mm -hmm. like, it's sort of like breaking the ice. Like, I know you're worried this is going to be handled poorly. I'm going to purposely 
kind of say something stupid. Yeah. And then from here on out, you're just going to be able to relax because I've done it. It's over with. It was received okay by all the parties involved. And now we can just like continue with this beautiful story. And I I, I really, I really like that like level of like, let me, let me, let me mess it up a little bit so that I can just like get past that. Yeah. And it reminds me again, in when we talked about shithouse, I think we talked about the kind of um, deprecating humor or comebacks that his character in that movie had and how much of it we thought was scripted versus how much was just him kind of naturally, him and Dylan Galula, like striking up a rapport and his sense of humor coming through. And with this movie now, I 100% believe that it's just like Cooper Ray's sense of humor (laughs) because there are multiple (laughs) interactions in this movie where he kind of does the like the sandwich of he says something sweet and then they say something and then he responds with something that is like insulting but like very direct and it's like a joking insult and then he has to walk it back two seconds later and he just pulls that off so well i was laughing out loud every time he had like a snarky comeback to his like stepdad oh yeah that was some of the best dialogue in the movie was him and his stepdad it was so good how how much does a party starter make i don't like just a little bit less than a a pharmaceutical executive who hates his life (laughs) it was so good i laughed so hard oh man i think my my favorite laugh is when he's interviewing for a job somewhere um and uh it it is about advocacy for uh, als and he calls it asl and then the guy (laughs) the guy corrects him and he like doubles down uh, i'm pretty sure it's asl sorry no i'm I'm just kidding Uh, my dad had als no he didn't sorry i don't know why i said that (laughs) it's pretty good it's amazing um yeah I, i did want to hit one more thing too that um you know, we've been doing a lot of comparison to to Shithouse and like, you know, you, you brought up earlier that like from both films, you can tell that he genuinely is like in love with family and loves those mm-hmm. connections uh, between between families. And I think that, um, you know, I, I made a joke about his character being kind of a wet blanket <laughs> in Shithouse and like mm-hmm. in Shithouse, you knew he loved his family, but it also felt like the family was sort of a crutch for him because he was in a very scary place. And like, he was forced to rely on the family. Like it was clear that he had a great relationship with his sister and his mother, but it also felt that like he needed them more than he wanted to call them. And in this film, you see just that pure love of like, I just enjoy being around these people. I don't need to be around them. I can go do whatever I want, (laughs) but I genuinely enjoy as a 22 year old having a room that i share with my little brother because we can talk and hang out and i can you know give him advice about his love life and stuff like that like like it was there there was just so much thought put into how those dynamics were that it just it it kept it just kept like bringing me to that warm place of like really really enjoying it yeah and i i think the like the love for family shines through and also just again the love for all the characters like i i don't want to spoil the movie but there is at least one character that we are clearly supposed to if not hate then we are supposed to be primed to have all sorts of negative feelings about him and he gets this grace note in like towards the very end of the movie that is just such a great turnaround and it fits so well into what the movie is trying to say about you know what andrew is realizing about life i I just thought that was really cool does it involve knocking on a window yeah exactly 
You, you said you didn't cry at all. I definitely teared up a little bit there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Things got misty, but I don't think a full tear... I don't think a full tear left my my eyelashes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a. It wasn't. It was. This definitely wasn't mass. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Sundance. I, last my year. eyes looked. My eyes looked like what Cooper Rafe's eyes look like in every other scene of this movie when he's having a conversation <laughs> with someone. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It, it was definitely a a sort of just like it was a beat that I did not expect coming, um, yeah. and I think it's played. It's expertly shot to make you mm-hmm. feel that way. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's good times. I also want to just quickly call out the music in this movie. Like, I loved uh, the soundtrack of Shithouse. And I think this one, he definitely got a bigger budget because he throws way more music in there. And <laughs> making a movie about party starting means they can have all sorts of moments of him dancing in slow motion while a different song is playing in the background <laughs> the trick always works on me i don't care how many times you do it 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 just continues to work um so kudos for that yeah cool uh was, was, was that your last thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think so cool i was gonna it's hard because i i don't know what is conventional wisdom for what happens in the movie or not so it's like yeah erring I, on the side of spoiling nothing i would i would hardly doubt that for most people it's conventional wisdom <laughs> i do wonder how many people will listen to this uh mm-hmm. before this movie is available for for others but uh, mm-hmm. for all we know in you know another day or so it's going to get announced and this could win um some okay. award yeah it's nominated for the grand jury prize apparently so mm. You you could still have a chance to see this um, this weekend. So, uh, yeah. What do you say, Stephen? We get to our final verdicts for the film. Let's do it. All right, it's time. If you're going to give us a must see, record of the caveat, wait for until pass of the caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a must see easily. I I am a sucker for this kind of heartfelt independent drama. And I think even though this movie didn't get me quite as hard as his debut did, I think it shows me what what kind of filmmaker he is. And it kind of shows me a path to how he can continue to make movies. And I think that is very exciting. There's a really unique comedic voice and a unique emotional voice that he has. And I, I honestly think it is nothing stylistically like a Wes Anderson or... Um, <laughs> you know, something like that. But I, it, I think there is something like that in the sense that he knows how to make a world where characters just interact in a way that is uniquely Cooper Rafey. And I yeah. think that is a skill set that can just serve you very well. I feel like if he makes another movie, I would know immediately it was his without you telling me because he just has like a distinct vibe <laughs> well, now. You so, would know that because he would be the lead. <laughs> yeah, sure. that, would, that, that would also help. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm fully on board. Really, really like this movie. Excited to see what he does next. Yeah, I love this film. Um, I'm Team Rafe all the way. I can't wait to see what the next thing um, he's going to do is. I hope that he continues to make films in real time with him. Like, or I guess technically it's two years delayed or whatever. But just, just watching him, like I want to continue to watch these films of him 
entering the next stage of his life and then writing a film about that you know like they say write what you know and that seems to be <laughs> what he's doing and so far i know that uh, i've i've loved everything he's put out so yeah. I, I hope he continues um i hope lots of people see this film um i would you know i i haven't seen all the films that that played but if this wins a grand jury prize like sure like <laughs> Totally. I, I mean, I think it's a total crowd pleaser, too. It honestly, I can't make predictions having seen only one <laughs> movie that is in the running for it. Yeah. Um, but this feels like the kind of movie that actually has a chance because I feel like most people who watch it will fall for it pretty hard, which is high praise. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, it's going to do it for our review of Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, Stephen Miller, people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? People can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. <laughs> if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at spoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the little jingle that is being used uh, for each of the films uh, at this festival. Um, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, we're going to take off. We'll see what this weekend holds. And we may be back next weekend with either um, a few handful of reviews of stuff we're really excited about or maybe a quick omnibus review of, of just you know shotgun approach to hitting everything that we saw <laughs> yeah um, but yep take care everybody and we will see you then bye bye